Hello, hello. Hey, up. What's up? What's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, Priviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a great show for you today with a wonderfully talented guest, Italian swimmer Ilaria Cusinato joins the show. At the 2018 European Championships, Ilaria landed a silver medal in both the 200 and 400 medley, and she currently has her sights set on an Olympic appearance this summer at the Tokyo Games. On today's episode, Ilaria talks about the genesis of her swimming career and how she transitioned from a hopeful dancer to a competitive swimmer. Ilaria also chats about how she's adapted her training over the last year and what she does to make sure that all four of her areas of the medley have sufficient training. And finally, Ilaria shares with us some of her favorite locations in which she has traveled through swimming. Really enjoyed my conversation with Ilaria. I loved hearing how she's endured the last year and how she went back to school and has balanced the challenges of being an athlete and a student. Thrilled for everyone to meet her as she continues on her journey towards Tokyo 2021. So let's go ahead and bring on Italian swimmer Ilaria Cusinato and let's learn. All children love swimming. So for you, when did it go from something that you just enjoyed as a child to something that you actually wanted to compete in? Well, um, I started swimming um, quite late compared to the other children, let's say, because I didn't start when I was a kid. But um, let's say I've been dancing all my childhood. I love to dance. I mean, all the type of dance, especially classical dance. And then all of a sudden, I I don't know, I tried to go back to swim that my mom brought me when I was a kid in the pool. And I don't know, I just fell in love with the, I don't know, with the water. And then I was seeing the other kids, I don't know, playing or doing the starts from the block and just chatting between them. And I saw the chemistry and I said, well, why not to try? But the first coach said that I was too old to start swimming for a <laughs> swimming career, like a professional. And, but I tried anyway, and I think he ended up really well. So, Are there any ways that, your dance background helps you as a swimmer? Are there certain activities that you find easier because of your dance background? Well, let's say I was not meant to be a dancer just because I was <laughs> tall. <laughs> yeah, because I was really tall. Then they told me that I wouldn't have made it because usually dancers have quite different type of body for, of what I have now. So um, let's say that I've always been really competitive. So that's what it really helped me during my career. You have a couple silvers from the European Championships, a bronze at the 2,000-meter medley, and a silver at the European Games in Baku. Looking back on your career thus far, which results make you the most proud? Um, well, let's say that um, my medals at the Europeans didn't really, uh, let's say, define the athlete that I am. But I remember in particular one competition that I did in 2018 that I think was my fairy competition, still is, and I'm trying to, let's say, get back that time because I really enjoyed to swim there I didn't feel it like a competition I was feeling just like I was entering the water and doing what I'm doing best you know like feeling it like I'm loving what I'm doing and it was back into uh yeah 2018 Colli actually which is an international meet that we are doing in Rome every year and I don't know it felt so good and I just would like to have that feeling back especially now that it's really hard to compete nowadays so yeah. Well, how have you adapted to the last year? It's, it's hard to compete. I know you had events canceled. You probably didn't get to train as much as you wanted. So how did you adapt with just a difficult year? Well, yeah, this last year has been really difficult because, you know, the restrictions, the COVID, I mean, didn't help really much. But 
well, we tried to do what we could. So um, with the pools that, I mean, they really had troubles keeping open every time because, you know, they didn't have much money or with the restrictions it had been really difficult also for them. So uh, we just adapted like we could. So going to swim when, I mean, maybe early morning rather than, I don't know, maybe afternoon and doing the gym in a smaller gym. But I'm, I'm still happy that we could manage to do this because not everyone could. And I feel lucky for this. Was there anything new that you picked up as far as the time away? You probably had less time in the water. So did you do any new type of training or new type of fitness? Uh, well, last year during the, the first lockdown, so the period of March, April, I tried to do yoga, but I, I wouldn't say that's the my best activity. But well, it was nice. I tried it. So, But well, I can say that, I don't know, maybe I, well, for sure I picked up my studies again because I stopped for one year because I, I changed my location, let's say, because I was living in Rome and then I came back home. So I had to abandon the studies for a while and now I'm, I went back to it and I'm really proud because I'm doing really well and studying languages and criminology. So That's a great combination, languages and criminology. You swim the medley, which I know has got to be fun because you get to do four different things. But I'm curious, how do you make sure that each aspect gets the appropriate amount of training? Because I'm sure there's one area that you're really good at and there's probably one area that you're not as great at. So how do you make sure you spread it out? Well, I think my coach knows way better than me how to train a medley. So I'm, I rely to him on this. So yeah, of course, I train really, really hard and especially in long distances because that's what I'm best at. So uh, yeah, we are training pretty much most uh, aerobic stuff. So maybe long distances, especially freestyle and then concentrating on the quality. So the IMs, especially every each, each of the strokes in the, let's say the quality period. So getting closer to the competition, we do more and more stuff that is useful for that. With your sport wins and losses and places on the podium, sometimes it's a fraction of a second that can make that difference. How do you make sure that you're swimming a consistent race, but with also with not overly worrying about the numbers? How do you keep, make sure you have consistent results? Well, let's say the um, the feeling of competing it's really important. You, I mean, especially for us swimmers, because uh, the more you compete, the more you become competitive, and the more you feel the competition. So, uh, of course, I remember. I still remember that my second uh, silver medal at the European Championships in summer of 2018 was like really for nothing because I mean I could have been first by um, I think it was seven hundredths of second, which is like nothing in real time. But for me, it counted so much, and I, I saw that slipping away. So yeah, I feel like you have to get used to it. You have to feel the spirit of the competition. I mean, to enter, to set up your mind to that and, and just think when you are when you enter in the water, it's just you at the time, nothing else. So. Is there anything you use if your mind is straying and you're starting to think of other things, maybe starting to think of competitors or the family or the friends out there? Is there anything you do to recenter yourself, to recenter your focus? Uh, well, let's say I love listening to music before the competition. So that's what gives me, let's say, the power. Uh, I reset completely everything. So I don't think about anything in particular. And I don't want to think about competitors or whatever it is. I just enter and do whatever I have to do. But yes, if that's, there's one thing that I love to is listen to music because it gives me like, it makes me feel, let's say, more relaxed, even if I listen to EDM music. But that's what it feels like. So on event day, on, on the day of a race, who are some of the artists that you're listening to? Uh, well, it depends. Usually it's, it can be, I have many playlists. I mean, of course, all EDM music because yeah. that's what 
pumps me up a little bit, but usually it's, let's say, Martin Garrix, uh, Tujamo, David Guetta, or, yeah, it's a big range, but pretty much is that. David Guetta, Tujamo, two of my favorites as well. How do you keep your mind fresh? Because in an individual sport, it's grueling. You spend a lot of time in the water. It's day, day after day after day, and that can lead to burnout oftentimes. So how do you keep your, your mind and your body fresh? Uh, well, let's say that the secret for me is not to think about swimming at all when you're not doing it. Because I think that if you, let's say, space between one thing and the other, you can go back to that one and you'll be more fresh than what you started before. Because, uh, for example, I don't know, when I finish training, I don't want to know about what the others did or the set that is when I just want to reset everything and be ready for the next one. Because that's really, really important for me. I mean... I've always been a type of person that is energetic. I like to do everything, sport activities, or I don't know, like dancing, listen to music. I also play the flute. So I, I like to do everything, but not think about only one thing during my day, for sure. You fit in perfectly with the other guests on the show. This is great. One of your philosophies is to live out of your comfort zone. So why is that important to you? And how do you feel that that has enhanced your life by doing that? Well, yeah, that one is my, let's say, my best sentence, uh, yeah. the thing that we always say, because uh, I've been experiencing a lot of different things. I mean, I have, let's say I have been already another life back in Rome a few years ago. So um, I think that the real life, I mean, the real stress, real everything starts after your comfort zone, as I said, because um, you have mm, to feel alive. I don't know how to explain it. But um, if you just feel, if, I mean, if you just live without any stress or without any problem or without any thing that is happening to your life, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to feel or taste the real life, you know. So you just have to go, to go on and on and always keep up, even with the problems or whatever it is. I've, I always had my problems. I mean, everyone has. But that's the good thing about life. So, Yeah. And when you're out of your comfort zone, you're learning and you're, and you're bettering yourself as well. What do you think... Over this last year, it's been very difficult. What do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned? Not even just about swimming or sport, just anything in life. What do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned? Well, for sure, staying at home wasn't easy. I have to admit it because I've always been the one that is saying, okay, let's go here, let's go there, let's go out. <laughs> because I can't stay at home. But I learned this so much. And, of course, the respect for other people. Because, and, I mean, you don't realize, but maybe you are the one that, is going out and maybe you're going with other people and then you, you realize maybe you were the one that was sick and other people were too because of you and maybe you feel so much responsible for that and it feels bad so i really really learned to be more respectful to people for sure i mean you have to to be responsible for your actions so it's always been like that yeah so what's next for you i know you've got the olympics coming up that that's the goal are there specific events coming up that you're planning for and maybe other goals that you have moving forward? Well, for sure, yeah. The Olympics this summer, we have the qualification events in, at the end of March. So March. the 31st of March, we're going to have the Italian Championships to qualify. Okay. And then hopefully there are going to be also European Championships in May in Budapest. And um, yeah, set the call in June or whatever it's going to be. I, I, we still don't know the dates or anything because it's... I mean, it's really planned as we go on because we never know. And my other goal is to get graduated because I'm finishing my, let's say, my graduation. So it's going to be the last year, next year. Very cool. Lots of big stuff coming up. I'm curious, on all the places you've traveled through swimming, which are your favorite locations that you've visited? 
just as a tourist, I know there's not a lot of time to, when you're competing, there's not a lot of time to get out of the pool in the airport and the hotel, but which are your favorite ones that you visited? Well, this one is a tough one because I've been um, around a lot, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know, uh, Singapore really, I don't know, stunned me. I, I loved it, even if it was five years ago, but I remembered it as it was yesterday and I loved it. I've been traveling to the US a lot, so also that, but I, it's always been my dream. I mean, when I was a kid, I was dreaming about, you know, the, the US dream is always something for the Europeans. I don't know how to explain it. Um, and what else? Maybe Baku. You know, I was going to ask you about Baku, yeah. Because it's really, I mean, it's really strange. It's not really common to travel to a country like that. So, I mean, it really stuck to my mind. Also because I really have good memories there. So, You do, yeah. You've had success there in Baku. I'm curious, when you do arrive in, in the United States, what's the food that you're looking to try when you're in America? Well, <laughs> for sure there's a lot of junk food that I love, like sweets and stuff like that, because <laughs> I love the sweets, I can't deny. So uh, I tried so many things. I remember first time I've been to the U.S., I tried the Chick-fil-A, which we, the, which we don't have in, in Europe. Chick-fil-A is fantastic, like, yeah. And I, and I loved it. Of course, I love Starbucks, but now it's everywhere, so I can't call it an American thing anymore. And what else? I don't even remember because I tried so many things. But I, for sure, I remember the that time that I ate at the Cheesecake Factory that I went out from the restaurant and I had to open my, my pants because I, I couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> I mean, my trousers. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. This has been so much fun. I'm, I'm just looking forward to watching the rest of your journey. How can people stay up to date and how can they follow your career? Uh, well, you can check out my Instagram, of course, is Ilaria Zucchero, which means Ilaria Sugar in English, unless you were wondering. Yeah. And my Facebook page, Ilaria Cusinato. So I'm always updating there. You can follow me. Ilaria, this has been so much fun. This has been so much fun. I, I, I learned a lot from you and I laughed a lot. So this was, this was fantastic. I'm glad we made it work. Thank you very much for me too. Thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Ilaria. Be sure to give her a follow on Instagram. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. I'm here live. It's not. I'm not a cat. I can. I can see that. <laughs>